Welcome to Cure Chronic, a place where we have deep conversations and hear amazing stories about chronic disease and more. Here's your host, Becky Gale. Aloha and welcome back. I hope everyone is staying safe out there with everything that's going on. If you're new to joining us, Cure Chronic is all about talking about chronic disease, bringing awareness to chronic disease, learning about chronic disease. If you're here for yourself, if you have chronic disease, this is all about creating a chronic community for people to meet other people with chronic disease. Or if you are living with someone or if you know someone with chronic disease, understanding chronic disease, because it's hard. Chronic disease is very, very, very hard. And chronic disease affects so much of the population and so many people pass away every single year from chronic disease. It's tragic. It is so sad. So today I want to talk about actually something that's kind of very deep down in my heart, something that I used to struggle with in my teens, my early 20s, and that's self-compassion. What is self-compassion? Self-compassion is loving yourself. It's, It's having the ability to sit with yourself and appreciate who you are and your body and and the life that was given to you. Self-compassion is loving yourself no matter your mistakes. It's being happy with yourself. When you love yourself, you are happy with who you are. 100%. We all get wrinkles. We all have weird things about ourselves. We're all human. I know that I have a ton of stuff. I have this weird birthmark on my back and it sometimes grows these little black hairs. It's really gross. But you know what? I love myself and I can accept that. And I can just awkwardly tell all of you that. It's fine. (laughs) But I used to be like this. I used to really, I don't know if I hated myself so much as I didn't know who I was. And it was really hard because at the time I was dealing actually with my mother passing away. My brother actually committed suicide. And then I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And all at the same time as this is I had no self-compassion until I was able to speak to a great doctor and they were just like, yeah, like maybe you should have a little bit of self-compassion and then you'd be more understanding for yourself. Huh, interesting. You would be more understanding for yourself. I think one of the problems too when you're that age, when you're between the ages of 16 to 24, maybe older, maybe younger, you're dealing with this crazy North American rowdy crowd that loves to go out and go to the bars, go to the clubs. You kind of have this fake persona and you just try to get friends. And at the time, I didn't really have a ton of close friends. I had a lot of friends, like I was very social and that sort of thing. But I had a couple of really good friends and actually they're still good friends to my to this day. I mean, but the problem is, is you'd go out, you'd go downtown, you'd spend a lot of money, you'd go out and get drunk. And then the next day, like, honestly, for me, alcohol is, I'm trying not to drink anymore because it's a depressant. It really affects me negatively. And I just don't react very well to it. So if you don't have self-compassion to begin with, and then you mix it in with drugs or alcohol or prescription drugs, and you know, these are all incredibly dangerous things. You spiral down from not having self-compassion to then drinking, being hungover, it's a depressant, then you're even more spiteful or hateful towards yourself or you have that little voice in your head that says why why do I do this this is bad I shouldn't be like this I shouldn't be like that blah 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 and you go into this spiral where it just keeps going and then the problem is is alcohol and of course that lifestyle is addictive so you get caught up in this lifestyle where you're drinking all the time or you're hanging out with the wrong people you 
don't have self-compassion and you're sick. And that's scary. That's the point where you just, and, and this is kind of where my disease got so bad that I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I think that the biggest thing for me was just not knowing who I was. When you're in that state of being addicted to something or when you're in that state where you're drunk all the time or you're just unhappy, number one, and you just don't know who you are. You don't know who's behaving like this. And I did a lot of really, really awful things. I'm not very proud of my past, but I recognize now that it wasn't me. That was the thing that I struggled with the most is not knowing who I was. And I feel really bad. Like if I could go back to my little 19 or 20 year old self and give myself a hug and just say, you know what, everything's going to be okay. It will be. So not knowing who you are and not knowing who I was, that's why I say I don't know if I hated myself or if I just didn't know who I was or where I was going or, you know, I went through a lot of shit when I was younger and I just think that it was just a reaction from that. And the problem is, is you have this critical voice in your head that just tells you over and over and over again how bad you are about everything. So having self-compassion, that's the one thing that I love about love about myself. <laughs> Having self-compassion, you know, the biggest thing is that little critical voice in your head slows down. It stops. Or if you do have that little critical voice in your head, it's easier to let things go. And you can talk to that little critical voice that says, oh, why did you do this this way? You should have done it this way. You can literally tell it to F off. You know what? I don't need to listen to you. Go away. You can do that. You don't have to listen to that little voice. It's amazing what you can do. And then you're having a, literally you're having a conversation in your head and it's like, that's it. I've gone crazy. It's perfect. One of the other great things about having self-compassion is you don't actually dwell on things that much. You do dwell still, but I feel like, especially for me, I definitely felt like I've gotten better with that type of stuff. I remember things like if something bad happens or if someone says something to me, which isn't dwelling, it's remembering something. But it's that terrible self-critical voice in your head that just drives you up the wall. And I'm, I'm terrible with self-criticism. I am so, so, so bad with, I'm a perfectionist, clearly. And if something isn't done right, or if I make a mistake, and if I, like, I remember one time I sent an invoice to a client, and it literally had like the wrong date, the wrong this, the wrong that, and I'm like, oh my god, and I couldn't let it go. And I said to myself, you know what, Becky, you're human, you make mistakes. And this was about a six in one mistake. But I apologized, I corrected the mistake. And I said, it won't happen again. And guess what, I was, I still to this day am way, <laughs> way more detailed when it comes to my invoices. It is what it is, right? There's nothing you can do about it. But the crazy thing is, is I'm so bad with self criticism, I'll wake up in the morning, thinking, of the stupidest shit I've done in my past. And it's actually happened a lot recently for whatever reason. Maybe this podcast is kind of bringing up old memories. I don't really know. But I have to sit there and I have to stop myself because I'm thinking about all this stuff that I did when I was a kid, when I was younger, in my early 20s, when I was making all these mistakes, when I was going through trauma, when I was blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. And the thing is, is why? Why am I dwelling on this stuff? Because it's not serving me right now. Yes, I'm not happy with it, but I've learned to accept it with love and let it go because I can't change the past and I can't change the who I was or the mistakes that I made. All I can do now is change my future and apologize to people that I hurt if I hurt anyone back then. That's all I can do. But it's just amazing how your brain will just automatically turn to these things 
and for some reason bring up the most terrible memories for some reason. And the other thing too is learning to let go is honestly an art. If you are really good at letting things go, I applaud you because it has literally taken me probably the better part of a decade to learn to let things go and I'm just just starting to understand it like now. I have been working on it a lot over the past three years, but over the past probably I would say six months or so, especially over the last two months about learning different meditations and going vegan and literally just going a little bit more hippie, I've just been able to let things go a little bit more. But these people, there are so many people out there in the world, and if you're a person like this, connect with me because I will definitely, definitely, definitely teach you some of the things that I've learned because they work so well and they are so inspiring. But if you're someone out there that has a tendency to just hold on to things and then dwell on things, if you have that, that little critical voice in your head that's constantly like, you're bad, you're wrong, you're this, you're that, you're a useless human being, that's not good and it's not normal. It could mean a whole bunch of things. I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a counselor, and so I can't tell you what to do or what it is. But from my experience, I think that it's trauma. I think it's pain. I think it's some type of repressed emotion. And that's why you're so negative on yourself. Because I don't think there's a person in the world, and again, this is just my opinion, but I don't think that there's a person in the world that should honestly, truthfully hate themselves for just being born. That seems silly. So if you're a type of person out there that, that has that tendency, that has that critical mind that just you're not happy and you're not happy with yourself and you can't wake up and look in the mirror and say, hey, you good looking person, you know, you should be able to do that. Connect with me. I'd love to hear your story and I'd love to hear, maybe we can banter some ideas back and forth and that sort of thing. But, you know, meditation has helped me a lot. One of the number one meditations that I will recommend right now, actually, is the Wim Hof method, W-I-M-H-O-F. He's the guy, he's the Iceman, as some call him, and he does this breathing technique and it's called controlled hyperventilation. Yeah, I said that right. Perfect. And it's wonderful. I've never actually experienced meditation where I've been so relaxed, but I've also been so mindful about my body and basically the energy inside. It's, it's just wonderful. Check it out. Wim Hof meditation, breathing technique. It's not a meditation. It's actually a breathing technique. Amazing. So with this critical brain of yours or of mine, when you start to learn to let things go, it makes life so much more calm. You have less drama. You have, you have good people that surround you. The, the crazy thing is, is when you start being more positive and when you start letting things go and accepting in more positivity and when you start loving yourself more, you actually start surrounding yourself subconsciously with people that are better for you in general. You start doing things for yourself that's going to take care of yourself more, like eating better or drinking less or surrounding yourself with challenging, motivating people, you know what I mean? And I think the biggest thing though is try, and this is again coming from my experience, not a counselor, this is just my experience, I'm just telling you what worked for me and hopefully it works for you too. But for me the easiest thing to do now is just stop letting things bother you. So if something happens and it makes you really upset or you're about to fly off the handle or start yelling and screaming, just stop. Accept what the situation is 
and just say, this is a shitty situation, but I'm not going to let it bother me. And it could be someone yelling at you. It could be a fight. It could be something so stupid. It could be someone that like accidentally hit your car and you're normally the type of person that just flies off the handles, gets super angry at the other person and this and that. You know what? It was an accident, probably. Even if it was on purpose, say somebody purposely hit your car and drove away. Don't let it bother you. Call the insurance company, get your car fixed, move on. Who cares? The other thing that you have to think to yourself is, is what is happening right now that's bothering me so much? Is this going to matter in 30 days from now, in 60 days from now, in a year from now? If the answer is no, then don't let it bother you. Because when you stop letting negative things bother you, you're going to allow more space in your body for positivity. And that's so key for self-compassion is positivity. When you can put positive emotions and positive feelings inside your body, you are going to feel self-compassion and you're going to have a more positive life end of story. The other thing too is start talking positively to yourself. Instead of criticizing yourself, instead of having that little critical voice in your head, why don't you say, oh, this is the little motivating voice in my head instead, you know? Or, oh, this is the little, instead of the critical voice, it's the compassionate voice. Ooh, that's even better. I like that one. Here is my compassionate voice in my head. Instead of saying, why did I do this? Say, I'm really proud. I'm really happy I did this. Now, the interesting thing is the human brain, and I, this is a study that I've read, actually a few studies that is, that's out there. Interestingly enough, for whatever reason, the brain just automatically gravitates towards the negative. Maybe it's easy. It's something that we're all used to. I'm not really sure. But we can actually retrain our brains because the brain, if you think about it, it's a muscle. A muscle, like the gym, if you work it out, it will get stronger. If you work out your brain and if you start teaching it how to think positively and think about the positive about the situation, it's like every situation will have a negative and a positive. It's like a battery. It doesn't matter what situation it is, there's going to be a negative and a positive, period. It's like if you make a huge deal at work and you're going to make a hundred grand from that. Yes, the positive is a hundred grand, but the negative side of it is you probably just put in about 180 hours for that. That's a lot. The key to this is taking the positive out of every situation and understanding the negative, but don't let it bother you, right? Or seeing a negative situation and taking out the positive and don't let the negative bother you, right? So what you're doing and what I've done is you just retrain your brain. Even if it's a really, really bad day, if you break your leg, if you get in a car accident, if you think, if you get in a car accident, I hope you don't hurt yourself, first of all. That's a terrible analogy. Let's not go with that one. Say, for example, you're walking down the street, you slip on some ice and you fall. Ouch. That sucks. I'm from Canada. There's lots of ice here. It's really cold, snowy. I live right beside a ski hill though, so it's wonderful. Everybody in my, everybody that actually surrounds me right now in this town, apart from the skiers that I know, they're all like, what, you like winter? And I'm like, yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> Anyways, so say you slip and fall, okay? The negative side, ow, it hurts, I fell, I'm pissed. The positive side, did you break something? If the answer's no, that's good. If the answer's yes, the positive side is, we have free healthcare in Canada. And if you're in the United States, Here's to hoping you have insurance. Now, breaking a bone kind of sucks, but at the same time, at least you didn't fall and hurt yourself even farther. You know, there's always, and this is really dark. This is a t another, another terrible analogy. Why do I go to this one? <laughs> I need to talk about stuff that doesn't hurt people. Whatever. Case in point. You go to the doctors and they tell you you have a chronic disease. Case in point. Well, that sucks. Especially if you have a lifetime chronic disease like me, like Crohn's disease, or if you get 
even worse, a diagnosis where they say, oh, well, you only have six months to live. What is the positive and negative you could take from both of those situations? My situation, when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, my negative was, oh my God, I'm going to be diagnosed and living with a chronic disease for the rest of my life. I let that bother me for years. And it took away a lot of time that I could have spent doing this or helping others or figuring out my future. But I didn't. I let it bother me. The positive side to that was the fact that after six years of suffering, six years, they finally told me what was wrong. It was an answer. So what about the other situation? What positive and negative can come out of a cancer diagnosis, six months left to live. It's opportunity. Yeah, the negative side, we all know what the negative side is. We all know what the negative side is. We're not even gonna go there. But the positive side is opportunity. Opportunity to spend that next six months maybe trying to find alternative medicines to find a reason for living, to really try hard to get into remission somehow. And this whole, again, radical remission, amazing thing, you know, you, you dedicate your time to figuring out ways that you can stay alive, basically. But also, it's the opportunity to spend that last amount of time with your family, with your friends, with people that you love, with doing things that you want to do on your bucket list, like going traveling and this and that. And, you know, it is sad. It's incredibly sad. And there are so many people. This episode is way too sad right now. But there are so many people out there that have this and you just have to take the positives and the negatives and you take the positives of the situation and you recognize the negatives but you don't let it bother you. It's like a stoic. Stoics are really interesting because they just, you know, the whole world could be collapsing around you and they just like, okay, this is fine. We'll figure out a way. It's all good. You know, they don't have emotion about negative things. Stoic. Look it up. The last thing I want to talk about was self-compassion and how this will help with self-compassion and understanding yourself and being a better person going forward and looking for your future, blah, 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 is let go of your past. You cannot change the past. We all make mistakes. We are human. Say la vie. The more time you waste dwelling on the past is the time you could be changing your future. I am so bad with this because I, you know, for years I dwelled about my past and, and the people that I hurt and how shameful it was and this and that. Like I, honestly, I had a drinking problem and it was, I, I, I still to this day have a hard time talking about it, but if I didn't have that past, then I wouldn't be the person I am now. So I can't blame myself and I can't dwell on the past because had I not gone through what I went through back then, well, who knows where I would be. But the thing is, is now, had I known what I know now, if I may be so cliche, is I can change my future. I know the person I don't want to be, and I know the person I want to be. And the person I want to be is, you know, myself in 10 years from now. I envision to being the best self that I can be, and then 10 years after that, and then 10 years after that. There's no point dwelling on your past and hating yourself for your past if that's something that you do because it's not going to change who you are now. You just have to accept it with love and just let it go. Just, you know, one of the things that I do 
when I start thinking, when I wake up in the morning and then something pops into my head and I'm just like, oh my God, why did I do that when I was younger? Oh, rage. Oh. You know what? I sit down and I say to myself, you know what? I can't change that. It's not serving me right now. I'm going to accept that thought with love. I'm going to accept that memory with love and I'm just going to let it go because I can't do anything about it. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. This, you know, people hurt people in the past. There's no point hating someone or yourself for something they or you have done in the past. Number one, you can't change it. Number two, the only thing holding a grudge is doing is holding hate in your heart and you don't need that. Holding a grudge and holding hate in your heart is not good for you because what it's doing as well is you're holding negativity inside your little space and you need to free up that space so you can put positivity in there. Imagine your body like a little canister and as and like when you release negative energy, you make space for positive energy. That's why meditation is so good because it's so interesting. It, you, you release that negative energy and then you replace that negative energy with positive energy. And it's all about meditation, visualization, and that sort of thing. But when you hate someone or when you hate yourself for something you've done in the past or something that happened in the past, remember, you can't change it. And holding grudges about, against yourself or against other people is just holding hate in your heart. And you need to free up that space for positivity. Just think, if you have hate, there's no space. That almost rhymes. I'm going with it. And on that note, this one went a little bit longer this time, but I hope there's a few different pointers in there for you. Self-compassion is so important in life, and it's also so important if you're dealing with chronic disease, because the more love you have for yourself, the more love you have for your disease, and the more positive, healing, loving energy you have in your body, the healthier you're going to be and maybe if you're dealing with chronic disease maybe it'll help you heal maybe it'll help you go into remission just maybe you know and if you want to just connect with me and just chat with me about all this stuff connect with me you can email me at info at curechronic.com or check out my facebook page feel free to message me on facebook and all that stuff but yeah let's get connected and you know if you have a story about self-compassion or chronic disease or anything like that, connect with me because I'd love to have you on the show here as well. And on that note, I gotta go, Buffalo. Bye.